Motifest, welcome back. It's the podcast. Here we are, Woo! second episode, season eight. I have nothing else to say on that matter. So keep listening, goddammit, if you know what's good for you. If you know what's good for you. Dang, I'm invested. Tell me more. Nancy, you're here. Angelo, you're here. That means we got the crew together again for another episode. Imagine that. That's crazy. Hey. That's two weeks in a row. Oh my gosh, and what a week it's been. No one's ever, no one, no one's ever listening ever again. <laughs> They're going to be like, I hated that intro. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be so hard on yourself. We need the air horns. We need the air horn sound. But damn, what a week it has been. Yeah, things happened. (laughs) There are years where nothing happens, and then there are weeks where decades happen. God damn. Like, um, Queen Elizabeth passing away was actually a shock to me because, dang, I grew up with her. She was immortal. My money's going to be different. You grew up with her. I grew up with her. Our yeah. parents grew up with her. Yeah. Chances are their parents either saw her coronated or also grew up with her. Mm-hmm. Right? Your girl was on the throne for 69 years or something. I thought it was actually 70 years, but okay. Yeah. It would have been nicer. The round 70? At least 69 years. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Good start. At least Jeez. two days. But yeah, it's uh, been an interesting little week for sure. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of changes in the world after this. It's it's going to be a ride. Back to the patriarchy. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Or not. Or not. I mean, no, in Who a knows? literal sense, yes. There's an old man <laughs> at the top of it all. Yes, but also maybe not. We'll see. I mean, it just transfers to another old dude. <laughs> and I mean, once that old dude is uh, no longer the dude with the hat... One of his kids will be. Yeah. It's just Team Fortress, but more, I don't know, formal? Apparently. Okay, so I I didn't know this. I didn't know this until I was reading an article about it the other day. There's two different crowns. There's there's the one really fancy crown that's kept in, like, the Tower of London or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's got, like, the red poofy bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, that crown is only worn for coronation. Yes. Because it weighs, like, nine or ten pounds. It's heavy. There's a lot of gold and jewels on it. It's heavy. Good lord. Having not watched a coronation, I've I've been to the Tower of London and I've seen it and yeah, the thing is huge. It would crush my little neck. I think the coronation is like next Saturday or something mm. like that. I could be wrong. This coming Saturday or, or maybe, well, next it's either Saturday. today or it's or it's next Saturday. Wow. I don't know. By the way, we're recording on a Saturday. Yes. My the the interesting thing is is like in our lifetimes there have been several like major events in the world and i'm not saying that in everyone's lifetime there hasn't been several major events in the world but some are just a more long-standing events where they truly do happen like once in someone's lifetime or less like some people will never have seen a coronation some people uh i guess a pope getting like like transferred over is a big one too. Like I remember when Pope John Paul II got transferred, um, or like he passed rather, and then we had Benedict for a while, and then he. I was reading the up, up on this because it was just sort of I was on a major world events kick, and he was one of the first popes to like leave office while still alive, and that hadn't oh, yeah. been done since the 1400s. 
So that's kind of a thing. If if you are the Pope, retiring usually isn't an option. No. So uh, good for him. But I think the the current one is also thinking of retiring as, and I'm like, I'm okay with that. Like, I don't really get why you have to be in office forever. There's very few jobs that really require you to do that until death. And let's be honest, if you're doing it until death, you're you're probably the last few bits aren't when you're in a good state to do the job anyways. You're, you're probably no longer in your prime. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. But more 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 so than anything else, it's sort of like it comes at such a weird part of history now with all the things that we've experienced in the last few years that it just makes the world seem more volatile and scary to people i which i understand well mm. not only not only that like over the last 2 months over the last 2 months we've had shinzo abe we've had mikhail gorbachev and now queen elizabeth also II. true mm. lots of people from different walks mhm it's an interesting time i understand it None of the instances are related, mm-hmm. but I mean, yeah, you, you look at that and you're just like, God damn. Yeah. What's going on here? Yeah. And, and not are, to be gloomy about it. It's just I'm realizing, too, that there's so much change all at once. Mm-hmm. It's I find a lot of comfort uh, in you, too, just so you know. Aw, thank Aww. you. But if you ask me. Clearly, clearly, this is some sort of cover-up for some lizard person battle royale. <laughs> Honestly, it's, I think we can find comfort in things that are always the same. It like this, yes, like this, yes. <laughs> and you know what? You know what was the same, but different this week. The same but different. The podcast intro. <laughs> Ribfest. Ribfest, which I missed. Oh, Ribfest. Which I very unfortunately Nancy missed. Nancy unfortunately you missed. You should have come. It was the weather was very good because Nancy it was had blazing. band pack practice. Yes, Nancy had brand had brand. <laughs> Nancy had band practice, but I want to hear first about all the ribs I missed out on. It was fantastic. Rib number 1, very good. Rib number 2, mm-hmm. excellent. The third bone also quite tasty. Oh, now, you know what? Now that I think about it, there is differences between different part of the ribs. Jay, did you get to the end part of your ribs last night? Hmm? Yeah, I finished my I finished my first order. Okay. I bought two orders of ribs. Okay, hold on. One can we back home. up a little bit? What can we back up? When you guys ordered ribs, were they like the full like eight inch, nine inch ribs that you like? You know, I did. you hold to your face and you just sort of nom off or, of it. Yeah, okay. Oh, we're no. Not, oh, we're no. not You're talking, talking about beef ribs. I'm talking about like the full rack. Yeah. So, they had no beef ribs. I was upset. Unfortunately, it didn't look like there were any beef ribs. Maybe they just weren't no, there yet. Maybe they didn't have any this year. How much How much variety was there? There were three different rib stalls. Okay. And uh, so what I got, I didn't go go too crazy. I got a pound of brisket. And a full rack of ribs to oh, share between me and Dio. Jesus. And a bloomin' onion, of course. Good lord. The brisket was, like, tender, juicy. Ugh. Just absolutely mouth-watering. Mm. The ribs, because they were pork ribs, they were fall-off-the-bone tender. They had a good bark on them. The sauce was 
absolutely fantastic. Ooh, ooh. The only regret is that I didn't get any cornbread. <gasps> I was like, this is so much food. I have a blooming onion. I have brisket. I have ribs. Do I have room for cornbread? At the, at, at the beginning, I thought I didn't. At the end, I knew I didn't have room for cornbread, but I still wish I got some. Okay, the bloomin' onion. I gotta, I gotta ask. Can you still taste it today? No. Really? No. It was also subpar. Oh. It was so okay. When I say subpar, and also I don't like the term subpar. I I need to stop using that term. <laughs> you can call it mid because I'm a pedantic jerk about words, and subpar doesn't make any sense to me because par in in the new tongue in the new tongue. <laughs> Mid is the PG way of calling something shit. Oh, wow. It, it is mid. Um, and I know about that. <laughs> but quickly, the thing about subpar, you're, it's okay to be subpar. You're supposed to be subpar. That's the whole point of golf is to be sub So what you're par. saying is that Bloomin' Onion was a bogey. Yeah, that, bo- that Bloomin' Onion was a bogey. And it w- the size was a bit of a bogey. It, it's smaller than I, than I thought it would be. Oh. It's not made of a giant onion. I've only seen it at Stampede, so I've only seen the giant ones. Yes. Number two is that the batter they used was wrong. Oh, wait, like, hold on. It was it was sort of a slightly cakey batter versus like a nice crisp like onion ring batter. Oh, so they used a dry batter instead of a, a like a wet one. It was a wet batter. No, just, it was wet. Just but oh, okay. Uh, the other thing was like normally the the middle is like hold out to, to to hold your sauce, right? Sure. No, they just gave you a box of sauce. Oh, maybe that was for soggy reasons. The hole was there, and instead of putting the sauce in, the, in there, they put the sauce in, like, not just, like, a little sauce cup or something good for dipping. No. In, like, you see, there's the, the long box that the fries are in in that picture. That's what they put the sauce in. So there's just, like, a centimeter pool of sauce at the bottom of that. Yeah, it was that. very weird. Oh, so not the best eating situation. Gotcha. I mean, overall, the food was very good. It was just, but when things were like mid, (laughs) then it stood out. Yes. Such as the blooming onion. I see. And when I say such as, I mean only the blooming onion because everything else was pretty good. We got the bucket of lemonade. Everyone's probably seen all this summer with the little ducky pond. It's cute. The lemonade was exceptionally good. It had like full sprigs of mint in it. Yum. One or two whole lemons and limes like quartered and squeezed into there. Oh, it had strawberry popping boba at the bottom. Oh, that's what that is. Yeah. I love those. And a, little, and a nice little rubber ducky. And it was Bubba like ducky. a half gallon bucket. The fries were good. So it's it's the, a lot the, of the lemonade. It was good. Mm. I had the, the beans and the coleslaw were good. The coleslaw was very tasty. tasty. Everything was good. I traded a bite of brisket for a bite of the coleslaw, and I don't regret it. Hmm. Coleslaw was tasty. <laughs> I love good slaw. Slaw is like, you need that acidity and refreshment. I want tasty. my slaw. So yeah, Ribfest was a thing. And then there was a lot of stupid people who didn't go. Hey. And hey. No, no, we're not, we're not no, you. No, no, no. Not you. This this was a discussion <laughs> that we were actually having in the car. Yeah. We were turning into McMahon Stadium, and a Crowchild Trail was exceptionally busy, as as you could imagine, at 6 p.m. on a Friday evening. It was very, very busy. Mm-hmm. And while we were waiting for, for our left turn, uh, I would not be surprised if a thousand cars passed us by. 
and not one other car was turning into Ribfest. What? No way. Yeah. The worst. I saw that it wasn't busy. It was like there were there were definitely a good amount of people there, but there was plenty of, of parking fools. available for free. There was no admission. Basically, you just walk up and you buy ribs. Wow. I mean, and have a fantastic meal. Great experience for you, I guess. But yeah, what's going on? Um, yeah. I did notice last night. Uh, so I had band practice last night instead, which is why I wasn't at Ribfest. Uh, I did notice, though, at like 1045 when I was leaving that there was still tons of traffic going over the uh, the flyover to get into downtown. There's There was something going on yesterday, but I just don't know what. Not that I heard of. That's something that I've noticed. The, the last couple of days when I've been trying to use the flyover, it's constantly congested. One of those times was uh, because the, one of the lanes was shut down. Ooh. Just some construction. Last night when I used it, well, it was during rush hour. So what do I expect? But uh, I, I don't know what's going on. Downtown is... Pumping? Very busy. Yeah. I don't know what's going on either. I just noticed it because, you know, one, that's the first time I've been out while it was dark for a while. And two, there was just a lot of cars for 1045 at night. Even on a Friday, that's kind of exceptional. Well, I mean, especially for downtown. Downtown mm. dies after 5 p.m., you know? Exactly. Like 6 p.m. rolls around and it's basically a ghost town for everywhere except 17. Oh, I know. There was a there was like an autumn festival thing at in Chinatown. <gasps> oh, okay, that might explain it. Maybe that's it. And apparently, it wasn't over this entire weekend. It was only yesterday I heard, so I didn't Aww. get to go. Maybe that's why I don't freaking know. Man, and I'm missing out on so much. The trade-off was ribs or band practice instead of autumn festival. Are you are you happy with your choice? I'm happy with my choice. Okay. Yes. I mean, it was a rocking good time yesterday. Like, literally, we went through our set list uh, four or five times. Got a couple of tweaks out. But the the most interesting thing last night is that this was our first time playing uh, with actual speakers, monitors, and the real drum kit, not the electronic one. Nice. So I had my musician's earplugs in, and damn... Damn, it was loud in there. I couldn't hear myself, which is really confusing when you're a singer. Oh, I bet. Like, even for me, when I'm when I'm streaming, I have to make sure that my own volume is turned down lo- low enough so that I can hear myself speak through whatever I'm hearing, through my own headphones. Otherwise, if I can't hear myself, I'm like, I start screaming and I have no idea. Well, yeah, that's what most people do when they can't hear themselves, right? Like... When, when same thing, uh, when you're in a vocal recording booth, if they have monitoring headphones for you and for some reason the person before you had that turned all the way down, you don't hear mm-hmm. yourself anymore. You hear the audio you're supposed to be talking over, but you don't hear yourself and it just, I can't. I need to be able to hear me. Otherwise, I have like half the headphone on and off, like on one ear, off one ear, and that just starts falling off because I have like a tiny head because I'm small. That's sort of like that's sort of like the thing that effect where uh, people speak into a mic and they have a pair of like noise canceling headphones on, and then it has a slight delay, and that messes people up too. Like, yeah, people don't oh, really yeah, know how like how in tuned you actually need to be to your own voice shall we say mm-hmm. or like the synchronization of like sound essentially within your own headspace because mm-hmm. it's very easy to th- easy to throw that uh 
environment off essentially and then you get someone who just speaks gibberish because of it i think it's pretty funny I've seen videos of that and I have tried it once and I was just like, no, I can't do this. This is messing with me because I, I am used to what it's like to be in like a dubbing booth, for example, where it's like you hear the voices of other people around you, but you're also supposed to hear what your microphone hears. Yeah, I can. I, I've I've the times I've done it, maybe like two times, I think I generally can speak through it i just speak slower mm-hmm. but not to a point where i'm like hesitant or like um like really weird about it it's just a little bit more concentrated yeah but like you know how they mm. say you can hear your voice in your head uh when when the band is that loud and you're in a room that's small with a real drum kit mm-hmm. Uh, and you have keys, a guitar, and a bassist, and then three other vocalists, I can say for sure that I can barely hear myself when I'm singing. Uh, and sometimes I can't even hear the other singers. Like, it sounds like like I'm, I'm almost a little bit worried that, like, the audience wouldn't be able to hear us. But the guys playing the instruments are like, oh, no, we can hear you fine. So I'm like, what the heck? This is the weirdest wow. thing. So up until now, we had been performing uh, with headphones because we had an electronic drum kit. So we needed to be able to hear the drums uh, as well as, you know, um, keyboard, which is uh, you need to program your keyboard. And so between songs, uh, he has like this really neat app on his MacBook that he uses to change uh, the different tones out. So cool, but it also goes out into the headphones and then all of both of the electric guitars go out into the headphones. So I'm used to hearing everything through the headphones. Uh, and then all of a sudden they've given us real instrument speakers. So now everything is going through speakers and it's so loud with the drum kit there. I like can't hear anything but the music. So now I'm not sure what I'm singing anymore. It's really strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was our dress rehearsal. So that's the last practice that we have before we do it on stage for reals next week. Oh, wow. And I'm just like, well, we going to rock this, right? We're going to rock this. We're the headliner. We'll be good. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so it's going to be a great time. But yeah, that was an interesting experience. And it goes right back to Angelo talking about his electronic uh, or how he has a drum kit, but he's got uh, the silencers on it. Yes, when you're playing drums, and Nancy, you felt this with real, like, acoustic drums, mm-hmm. you hear it, of course. They're loud. You feel it in your chest. You also feel it, like you were just saying. It's It has pressure waves that just completely change the experience compared to electronic drums. For sure. I th- certainly think that electronic drums have rights because for most people, they <laughs> do not rights. have the space. They- they, they do not have the space for real drums, like either because they're in an apartment or because they're living with other people that just can't tolerate the noise, or maybe they just legitimately don't have space for them. It's just such a nice experience playing on real drums instead, even with like the, the, the muting pads that I have. They're basically a quarter inch pad of foam that goes over the drum skin or a piece of, of uh, rubber skin that goes over the cymbals to basically mute it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't sound at all like drums anymore, but just the way that you hit them hits different than, than the electronic sets. The one cool thing about electronic sets, though, uh, if, if you're like streaming or trying to record them or anything like that, because you get the pure electric signal, 
you can do a lot of interesting stuff with that. Mm-hmm. Whereas with an acoustic set, well, you just have to set up microphones and hope for the best. Yeah. So um, fantastic thing happened. And this is this is kind of a not a rite of passage, but like something to be proud of. Our drummer broke his very first drumstick last night. Nice. It's it was a great moment. And when I found it, I was like, damn, man, how hard did you hit this thing? Like like the top two and a half inches just like flew right off, splintered right off. And you're just like, damn. Like every time I've broken drumsticks, it's because they were either really old or really cheap and shitty. Hmm. But the reality is like if you when you get into it, you can start like hitting the cymbals if they're not at the right angle, almost in a way where your cymbals become like a wood chipper almost. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Especially like the hi-hat for me. Mm-hmm. Usually I have it a little bit higher and I hit it right on the rim. So the stick that I use for my right hand always has the head a little bit more chewed up than the other one. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Not going to lie, as much as it sucks if you break your only pair of sticks, which I mean don't don't have one pair of sticks, have at least two. But if you break your only pair of sticks, it sucks because, well, that's my stick god. God gave you hands, but you damn it. feel you feel like a badass. <gasps> uh, it's like yes, you got to style the way your way through the rest of the set. I smash stick. I I very fondly remember the time I caught a drumstick that the drummer for Teresa threw out into the crowd. I'm very happy about this. Nice. I'm glad you... I imagine you caught it with your hands and not with your eyes. Yes, I, I did catch it with my hands. Thank goodness. <laughs> ah, shrapnel! <laughs> <laughs> shrapnel to the eyes via drumstick. I mean... Uh, Nancy starts getting all things war considered. flashbacks. Just, <laughs> no. It's a bad time. <laughs> I, I, I personally feel like throwing a drumstick is like throwing a pencil, except the drumstick has ten times more mass behind it. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah, you gotta be careful great band practice last night it was so fun and everyone was just slightly tipsy nice it was it was great and we had we had walked down the street to uh, little empire for dinner so we had like burgers and hot dogs in us and and also drinks so it was just like a really good a really good evening maybe not as good as rib fest in terms of food but like the the band chemistry is just so enjoyable that sounds so nice. And and like I mentioned before, our drummer is blind, so it's really, really interesting uh, when he starts pointing out certain things, but also noticing just how much it doesn't really hamper him at all. Like, he knows when someone's approaching him, he can tell. Even if, you are, even if you're wearing, like, the quietest sneakers in the world, he can tell that someone's walking up to him at a table when he's sitting down. Um, you know, he acknowledges that you're there and you're just like, this is really like, I don't know a lot of vision impaired people. So it's, it's just been so cool hanging out with him. He is just one of the genuinely most coolest people I know. Man, he's like, he's like musical daredevil. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's a good way of putting it. (laughs) Yes. One thing that I want to talk about is, uh, lately I've been having some, some soundboard issues. Oh no. So I feel like ever since I replaced my graphics card uh, a little while ago, actually, did I talk about that last episode? I think I did. How my old GPU died and I replaced it with a new one. And ever since I did that, certain things on my PC weren't working right. One thing that that was really wrong was uh, whenever I'd start streaming, I couldn't tell what was going on. But uh, at a certain point into the stream, my audio and my headphones would start getting really crackly. And I'd be like, what's... What is this? Why is it doing this? And uh, my chat would start being like, hey, 
uh, your microphone is sounding a little bit rough there. And I'd unmute my stream and I'd be like, oh, I'm sounding like uh, I've got a solar flare literally above my house. What's going on? Oof. I thought I thought my soundboard was dying. And I was, like, really worried about it. I was trying to figure everything out to the point where last week, uh, after Nancy said something about uh, the the podcast rate, I was like, okay, there's got to be something wrong with my soundboard. I'm going to get a new audio interface. And so I went on Amazon. I bought myself a Scarlet Solo. Basically the cheapest, somewhat decent, the cheapest non-mid interface you could get. Basically. It's good. I'm going to stream tonight. Nothing can go wrong. I stream. And as soon as I go into my into my A-Sprite scene in OBS and into my art scene in OBS, I get the telltale crackling. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? This is a new interface. It shouldn't be having this issue. And then it dawns on me. It finally dawns on me after having this issue for like two months. It's a software issue explicitly in OBS. Mm-hmm. Explicitly in OBS. And so I'm like, okay, I, I don't like doing tech troubleshooting live on stream, but it's a tech support stream now, baby. Let's go. <laughs> I've done that. I start I start fiddling around and I find that it's only the one scene hmm. that it's happening on. Weird. And so I start like unclicking things on the scene, making sure that they're hidden to find out what's causing it. And I finally find out that it is literally the the window capture for Asprite, a, a pixel art program that I use. The window capture for it specifically is causing the issue. Why? And I couldn't figure it out. I opened up the thing and there was a checkbox for multi-adapter compatibility. I unchecked that and the problem went away. Oof. Okay. That is a... That is a default setting for the window capture. And I looked it up to see what it was going on with it. What What is this setting that would make the issue so prominent? And apparently it is a setting to make things work with uh, video cards and SLI or things of that nature. Like SLI or Crossfire is where you have two graphics cards in your in your PC and they're connected together so that you get double the data force to gloss over things a little bit. And I don't know why that would cause it. But after that, all the crackling went away. I was still using the Scarlet Solo. I didn't plug in my Mackie back, my, my nicer soundboard. And uh, I was like, what's what's going on? Por qué? So hopefully I'm going to run some more experiments. This podcast being one of them. Uh, hopefully everything with my audio works out this time. We shall see. And hopefully my next stream works completely fine. Because then I can save myself $170 by returning the other interface. I mean, it's a pretty solid interface. I like it because it's nice and portable, right? It's small. It's very small. It's very cute. The only thing that uh, that I don't like about it is that if you're using it as a as a as uh, an audio interface, I don't know what, what causes this. But this is a very niche use case, I find. In OBS... Uh, for your Windows speaker output or my Mackie output, I can control the volume up and down for myself and stream sees it all as one volume, which is really great. For the Scarlet Solo, for whatever reason, if I turn the volume up or down, it also turns its volume up or down for the stream. 
which is really bad. Wait, what? For yeah. the gain knob? Uh, not the game knob, the monitoring knob. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. So it's just very odd. I can work around that by plugging my headphones directly into the, the speaker headphone jack. It's just, for various reasons, it's easier if I don't have to do that. So I'd like to keep working with my Mackie soundboard because it's just overall nicer. It has more options for me. Be fair. If I have to keep the Scarlet, I won't be sad, but... Eh. Mildly annoyed. We'll see. Speaking of we'll Scarlet see. and maybe for something that is less technical in nature <laughs> for people who no don't deal Pokemon with dropped. any audio equipment ever other than generally headphones. <laughs> we got some Pokemon news over the week, yeah. too. Violet, Scarlet, Pokemon, Hot Boy. On, on Thursday... On Thursday, I was scrolling through Twitter, and I was seeing, and I was seeing some artworks that looked like that looked like this 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 cool blue dude with swords on his hands, and this other uh, ketchup and mustard guy with with gun arms. And I'm like, oh, a new Mega Man game! This is fantastic. <laughs> this this looks like some 3D versions of of Mega Man uh, Battle Network. I'm here for it. I love Mega Man Battle Network. Let's go! And that I. I was I was baited. Those weren't those weren't Mega Man screenshots at all. Those were Pokemon screenshots. Oh my god. Oh my lord. Capcom lawyers are furiously working as we speak to see what they can do about Nintendo. Capcom has like half of Capcom the can't do shit about Nintendo. Capcom has like on a on a really side note here, Capcom for being around as long as it has is actually one of the smaller companies in gaming. Oh, they're tiny. Like they're like even with titles like Resident Evil that everyone knows or whatever, like they only really hit their stride very recently with Monster Hunter World selling like the most copies of any of their games ever and like by a significant margin of like two digit millions versus like single digit millions where they usually have, which is kind of like it's not that they're unsuccessful, but they're also not as success as successful as you think. When they, but you have franchises like Resident Evil and Street Fighter and all these things. Capcom is not a huge player for some reason, even though they have really good IPs. Yeah. Anyways, very true. Yeah. So I find out that oh, these aren't these aren't Mega Man. This this Armor Rouge and Cerulege are Pokemon. Nani? They're nice looking. I like the style. I really do. Yeah. I like the designs. I like the designs as character designs, but I don't like them as Pokemon designs, if you get Why? Me. So this this is such a minor gripe that uh I feel like people should rightfully point and laugh at me for having it. Okay. I don't will. like don't humanoid looking Pokemon. Haha, <laughs> you fool. Mr. Mime. Oh, I hate Mr. Oh, Mime. Oh man, Mr. Every Mime single way. is Ash Mr. Ketchum's Mr. Mime stepdad. is the worst. What? It's true, and it's horrible. What? Oh, okay. When you get to like really humanoid-looking Pokemon, Jinx. and especially when there's too many of them, it starts feeling really weird for me. Like, like if I'm if I'm throwing a ball to capture a dog. Or a bird or something. I feel like there's there's no real 
uh, uh, ethical issues like that. So when I'm throwing a ball to capture something that's okay, basically okay. You know what? one cartoon filter away from being a human. Here, 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 here's it. Here, <clears throat> so I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you right now that there, as an avid Pokemon fan, uh, there is an egg group. Like when you do breeding, um, you, Pokemon fit into egg groups. There's like water. There's uh, like a mineral, there's grass, there's dragon. Like you kind of get the the they yeah. sort of fit into similar to typings, but not exactly. But one of the typings for egg groups is called human like. Okay. Oh no. So this is a this is almost a very this is a PG version of a Smasher Pass. Okay. What I, I I'm I'm going to throw it to you, both of you. What is an acceptable human-shaped Pokemon that is still a Pokemon? Because in that egg group, it involves things like Machamp. Machamp is very clearly human. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, uh, human-like. Is that too close? Or is that still a Pokemon to you? So, in the case Answer of the Machamp, question. <laughs> the, the face is what really makes him feel different. Machamp feels like a duck. Uh-huh. Who who lives? You know, <laughs> because otherwise, there's other ones like there's Hypno. Hypno is yes. a human shape. No, Hypno is like almost too human. Ugh. Okay, there's obviously Mr. Mime. Mr. Mime is a crime against nature, right? There's. Uh, do you know who Sableye is? Sableye is that the the green little gremlin with the crystal eyes? It's not green. It's purple, but. Purple Gremlin, right, right. Yeah, with the dual no, Gremlin. That one I actually really like because it is based off of a, a, a UFO encounter. What was it called? Like the t- Kentucky Gremlins or something like that? Okay. It is, it is legitimately based off of a UFO encounter, and I love that. There's the original waifu, Gardevoir. Yeah, uh, you, you've... If you want to respect someone, you can't ask them to smash or pass and put Gardevoir in there because the answer is always yes. All right. There's, uh, well, there's Lucario. Lucario is, you know. Lucario is like the classic furry bait. It is. It, it, that's, I think that's like, the part where they were like, we, we know we have a demographic. Lucario <laughs> and Lot Bunny. Low Bunny? Yes. Yeah. But I'm just Nintendo saying, like, out of all of those, exactly like, there's, there's, there's many more. There's many more, but like, which ones are, of those are like, you are a Pokemon versus you're a human, don't go in the ball. <laughs> uh, Mr. Mime and Jinx specifically, definitely do not put them in the ball. Hitmonchan, uh, absolutely yeah. do not put them in the ball. That is That is too much. Honestly, I, I even feel like uh, Machoke and Machamp, uh, you probably shouldn't. You probably shouldn't. Gardevoir, absolutely not. Gardevoir is like basically a human who has a red thing stabbed in their chest. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, Lot Bunny. Lot Bunny feels like a weird Soviet experiment, you know, that, that you hear about like 40 years later. I need to look up a picture now just to make sure I remember what they look like. Like La Bunny seems like something oh, punny, where punny, a ma- uh, punny. La Bunny, 
it, it, it feels like someone just took a rabbit head and grafted it onto a human body. And that's just really uncomfortable. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. What? If there's a bunny girl Pokemon, why isn't there a cat girl Pokemon? Because Persian is already a... Uh, uh, it's just a cat. Yeah. It's not even just a cat. It's a name of a type of cat, too. <laughs> Throw and sock? Absolutely do not capture. Those are way... Those, they're literally just... Throw is literally just a guy with a sunburn. And uh-huh. sock just just forgot his uh, his jacket on the way to work. Oh, boy. Let's be real. Um, oh, jeez. See, there's also like Return to Monkey. There's like Infernape. Infernape's probably okay as a Pokemon. There's a lot. All I'm saying is it's a thin line. Yeah. I just realized I think Gardevoir actually has legs. Yes, Gardevoir has legs. Yeah, okay. That crosses a line for me for some reason. I don't know why. I always thought she didn't... Wait, she? Yeah, it's Uh, always a female. Yeah. Are they? Uh, I was double checking. Yes. No, it's fifty percent. Yeah, I thought there could be male Gardevoirs. Oh yeah, in the old in the yeah because it, Gardevoir came out first, but Gallade, which is also very human, Gallade is the male equivalent, and it's only male, I believe. Yeah. There's okay. just something about like the very feminine nature, but also the fact that it looks like she's arms and legs. Like n- now that I know that she's legs, it's like mm. like. Gardevoir is literally just an alien in a dress. Literally just an alien in a dress. But then there's like actual gremlins at the bottom of the page that I linked where it's like, no, you're Pokemon. Curlia. Let's, oh, Impidimp, Morgrim, and Grimmsnarl. They're Pokemon. Okay. Dang. So, So I would actually go as far as to say that they're non-humanoid enough to be perfectly acceptable to capture, and therefore they're clearly Pokemon. But at the same time, I I, I feel like uh, uh, overly Christian parents would look at them and be like, "This is the devil's game." Whoa, little Timmy! I mean, said that you can forever. no longer play you, the Pokemon. You're like super late on that boat. Oh, I know, I know. Just whoa. But yeah, so there are the human type Pokemons. Some are less human than oh. others. And then, the, and then there's the Goth line. But all fit in balls. Gothita, like Gotharita, and Gothiel. Goth. Okay. They're, they're they're literally just a Goth GF with bad fashion. Excuse. Bad fashion. Yeah, literally. Dare you? Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not here for them because you're the arbiter of fashion. I am. I am us in our matching very fashionable. Tops. It's true. It's oh, true. Yeah. That's have, how you know that uh, I have good sense. And we have couple. We have couples tank tops. Yeah. Deal with it, internet. <laughs> anyway, yeah. There's uh, there's human shaped Pokemon. There's a there's a cute boy, a very cute boy. What was the what was the frosty moe? Boy? The Frosty Moe Lad. Yeah. Yes. Uh, what is his name? Grusha? Grusha. Grusha. He's the ice gym leader. He got uh, announced a few months back. And the entire internet was like, yes, he's adorable. He's wonderful. He's everything he wants. We want him to be. And then everyone else was like, wait a minute. What if he's got a beard under his scarf? <laughs> That's okay. There is... 
There is legitimately, there was a legitimately a huge fan base who believed that Grusha had a big fluffy beard under his scarf, and they were sorely disappointed this weekend when some screenshots with the scarf pulled down uh, were posted and proved that your boy's face was smooth and clean. Not a hair in sight. He looks like he belongs in Skate the Infinity. He does. He He really looks like, uh, what's his name? Was it Yuki? Blue-haired boy in Skate the Infinity. Yeah, he even snowboarded. And and Tony Hawk's Moe Skater. Yep, I would play that game. I would too. (laughs) But the new new Pokemon game is shaping up to be pretty cool. Hopefully, we'll be able to talk about it in a future episode a little bit more. Speaking of future episodes, uh, I think the next episode might be our season... Uh, our, Preview? Our anime season recap, technically, because we had one at the at the last. We did, you know, last end of the season, last episode of the season. So I think we have to do a quick recap, and then we'll do the preview after for fall. So yes, that'll be good. I think that'll be very good. Yeah, but until then, I think thank you for listening. I am very sleepy. Sleepy Jay. So this is a good time to end the episode so I can take a long nap. Have a good day, everybody. Have a fantastic rest of your day. Thanks for listening. Take care.